culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. The point of parenting is that my kids grew up to know their God in such a way that their kids know their God. The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast. This is episode 27. My name's Sass. And I'm Marcy. And we are so glad that you are joining us here today as we continue into our theme of real parenting. And today we've got a special guest. This is the first time we're doing an interview with someone who's not live with us. It's via like a, a Zoom call. Okay. So it's recorded. Yeah. So if it sounds a little different, um, you know, that's why. Uh, we're hopefully going to be doing that a lot more with uh, people who don't necessarily uh, either live here where we do or aren't kind of in town where we can kind of get a hold of a bunch of people outside yeah. of our our current sphere. But anyway, this is an interview with our friend Phil Bell. Phil uh, lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. He works at Hope Community Church as the director of family ministries. Um, and he is kind of in this every day and helping to lead a ministry uh, like what the Parent Network is, um, kind of trying to help parents every day. They have a, a great website called the Parent Hub if you want somewhere else to go look for their church. Um, and Phil's got three kids. He and his wife have three kids, and so they're in this every day. So, Marcia, you've heard the interview. What was maybe something that jumped out at you um, with the interview with Phil? You know, it was cool because he talks about a concept that we've talked about through our parent network in the past, especially when we had um, our Stack the Stands event. Yeah, with Mark DeVries. With Mark DeVries, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very much this concept of surrounding your child with people who will pour into them. Um, and it goes back into an episode that we're going to be releasing soon about what it looks like to have a modern village yeah to right. in today's world what does the village actually look like but that's what they're speaking into that's what he's speaking into in this episode is how important it is to actually surround your child with people mm-hmm. who will be that village yeah it is so funny Karen, my wife and i've talked a couple times recently just about how thankful we are for the people uh, like that that are around our kids i mean yes. we can reel off four or five people that are, you know, from here at church and outside of church who are around our kids who are kind of that village. And it's just so, so helpful. I love that. For them to be able to kind of grow up in that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Phil talked about, just to kind of uh, give you a little bit of a preview, preview too, that may be a little bit of a, um, a challenge to all of us. I know it is for me, is, is how um, he talks about when it comes to helping our kids develop their faith that our kids are, are probably going to stay relatively close to whatever orbit we have mm-hmm. when it comes to faith. They're going to stay close to our orbit. And, and basically saying that, you know, wherever we are when it comes to growing in our faith, um, our kids are going to be, be kind of closely behind that. I remember hearing years ago in ministry um, when I was a youth pastor that you can't lead anybody past where you've been yourself. Yeah. And that was I was thinking that way back when as a youth pastor with all the students that I was leading. Uh, now thinking about that as a parent is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on on kind of that idea? You know, I, w- I would challenge it to a little bit. Not that that it isn't true, but just that don't parents don't make the mistake of believing that if you have a total grounded relationship with God, that yes. your walk is so good that your high schooler oh, so true. won't doubt or won't have moments of 
authentic doubt That's because right. it is necessary. Yes. Um, but because you have taken the time to keep yourself ready, that you have continued to pursue a relationship with Christ, that you are stronger in your faith, you will be better at helping your child go through that. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And, and that, that plays into a little bit of what Chef has been saying yes. the last couple of uh, you know, times that we've had a conversation with him about how you got to be prepared as a parent. And I think part of being prepared is being grounded in your own faith. Right. Uh, so that when those questions come for your kids, you know, you're not rocked. Right. Kind of your own right. faith isn't rocked right. because of that. And I think it's sometimes easy for us to get into this mindset where we believe that we are leading by example so much that when our child fails or struggles with something, it's a result of our failure yes and it's not true I mean your child's going to go through things that you have no control over the best thing to do is continue to lead by example but more or less be growing yourself yeah so that you can care for them when they do yeah that's right good stuff so um you're going to really enjoy this interview with our friend Phil Bell and after that's over Marcy and I will be back with a few announcements about things that are going on in the parent network well I'm here with uh Phil Bell Phil is a pastor uh, an author, uh, a friend, a parent, and um, I'm going to let Phil tell everybody a little bit about himself. Uh, I've gotten to know Phil over the last number of years because we are, uh, we, we kind of have the same job, but at different churches. And so Phil, uh, tell everybody in our parent network a little bit about you, your family, your job, all that good stuff. Well, hey everybody, my name is Phil Bell. And uh, the thing that you probably notice as soon as I start speaking is I'm not around from around these parts. Um, I'm originally from the UK. I grew up in the UK, uh, just outside of London, and moved over here when I was uh, about 25, and uh, met my wife, Lisa, who I've now been married to for 16 years. We've got three beautiful kids, um, uh, 12, 9, and 5, two girls and a little boy, and he has three mums now because of that. Um, As Chris says, I'm the uh, family ministry director um, at Hope Community Church in the Raleigh area. And we've been here about three and a half years now. And uh, when I'm not doing what I do, I love to run. Uh, I love to hike. And uh, we love to come down to the Wilmington, uh, Wilmington area to go to Wrightsville Beach to go for uh, day trips to the beach as well. So yeah, that's a little sure. bit about me. Hey, so when you said he has three moms, what, what does that mean? Well, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Owen, who's five, and then you've got Lisa, who looks out for him. And then the oldest one, she likes to look out for him, too. And then, okay. And then the nine-year-old, he, she likes to look out for him as well. So this poor kid is, like, mothered the whole time <laughs> by, by three ladies in his life. But, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> awesome. It took me a minute to figure that out, so thank you yeah, for the yeah. clarity. Um, well, I tell you, I love seeing, uh, I love your Instagram post, post Phil, when you're out running early in the morning and man, you take some of the best pictures with your early morning runs. Do you only run in the morning? Yeah. It's the only time I've got time for, I've got three kids <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in ministry. So I get up super early in the morning I go for a run and you get to see some amazing sunrises. So it's uh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, well, we want to talk just a little bit, um, to parents and to kind of encourage parents as, as best we can. And I know that's been um, on your heart for a number of years in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, let's, let's kind of dive in and talk about, you know, obviously as you work with parents, you see parents just dealing with a lot of things nowadays. And so in, in your role at Hope, as you deal with parents, what are some of the biggest struggles that you see parents facing today? Yeah, well, I think just uh, one of the things that is um, a shadow over our culture today is just the, uh, 
the Instagram um, um, social media rich society that we live in. And I think the problem with that is on one hand, it's really great because you can post some really encouraging things. But I think all of us as parents, as an individuals, we post the best parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of parents I meet, um, and including myself and my wife, we would say this honestly and candidly, a lot of the time it's really easy to feel like I'm not quite good enough. I should be doing more. Uh, you see the Instagram or Facebook post of one parent and what they did for their family and where they are on vacation and what they did for their kids and how their kids are shaping up. The problem is, is we don't see all the other stuff that's going on in the background. And I've said to my wife before, I said, I almost want to start a blog that is pictures and postings of the worst parts of my family, just so <laughs> that I can help other people see that there's, um, there's another side to, to life that we don't usually see. And so I think there is a pressure to perform for parents in a way today that was not there before. So I think that is a, a little bit of a cloud that is over a lot of parents. I think the other thing as well is we're busier than ever. There are now more opportunities for parents to do things for their kids. Most parents I meet want the best for their kids. I, I, I've not, I rarely meet parents that want the worst. They want the best for their kids. And there is such a plethora of things that you can do for your kids, not only in sports at school, not only in the, uh, the arts in school, but there are clubs, there are Taekwondo, you know, there is all kinds of things that you can do for your kids. I was talking to one of my neighbors the other day and he's sending his kid two times a week to this thing where they learn balance and coordination. And it's kind of a class of that, which, which sounded really awesome. But when you start adding up all the other things that he's potentially doing with his one child, that they are just spread thin all the time. And so I think, you know, if you're a single parent, that's really, really hard to navigate through. If you're a married couple, you're in different directions. You're not able to work on your marriage. And I think the family is just so fragmented um, in our time these days. So I think those, those two things are there for most families. And it's then, funny. I had, I had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, go. Well, I, I had a, a conversation with a dad today. His his son is a freshman in high school. Tried out for one of the teams at mm. school. Thought he was going to make it. Didn't make it. Mm. Um, but the dad said, like the last several weeks have been amazing for us as a family mm. uh, because he's not on the team, and right. we don't have that pressure. And so um, I, I think you know th- there's a refreshingness that we can get when we're not. Um, that crazy and that busy and this dad just described that to me you know clearly today so yeah so i think that's going on and i think just for our kids the issues have changed a lot of the issues have changed uh, to become scary and complex in many ways and because we know so much from the news and the media now um this world is a scary place so most parents i meet are very scared very busy and feel like they're not quite matching up to who they should be those are sort yeah. of the three things i see there prominently Man, that's so true. Hey, well, one of the things that we're kind of trying to talk about here with parents that, that all of that is a part of is just this idea of, of real parenting and how mm-hmm. often I think as parents, we, we're not real with each other because it's, you know, too embarrassing or, you know, we, we can't quite pull the curtain back and let anybody else in. And so um, when you hear that phrase, real parenting, uh, and I know you haven't been a part of anything we've done here. Um, what, is, what does that mean to you? Well, I think for me, um, just what it means for me personally and for my wife is that um, we can be known and belong um, to a community of people where we can start to feel like we can just be ourselves um, and we can start um, doing the things that, um, um, 
we believe in without feeling like we've got to keep up appearances for anyone else. I think mm -hmm. real parenting is in the moments when things are going wrong, when things are difficult, that you've got some people in your life that you can say, this is a difficult moment. And you can feel like they know you enough and you know that they've got struggles too, that you can feel like you can just say what is going on and no one's going to judge you. And you're going to have people there that can say, yeah, I, I know some of those feelings. We're here with you. We're going to stand with you. And not only that, we're going to pray for you. And if we can find some wisdom to help you, we will. But we, we are there on a journey together. So real parenting means being in community and being yourself and finding support by being real and transparent with other people around you. Man, that's great. That's good stuff. So um, what are some key kind of parenting principles that you would say either you and Lisa have tried to implement in your home or um, things that you guys are trying to teach parents there at Hope? That's a great question. Um, and, you know, I just want to say this before I start. It's real easy for me to come on here and say, hey, you do these three or four things and everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, I think we all know, you know, when we talk about real parenting, I just yeah. want to be real for a moment and say, hey, here's things that we're trying, but by no means is everything working. Um, for yeah. some things, there are some patterns to success. Um, but the biggest thing I would say is um, it begins with me. Um, it begins with me as a parent. And it begins with my wife uh, as a parent. And so I would say, first of all, um, I always say to parents, start with you, first of all. Um, a number of years ago, a guy called Rick Lawrence, uh, who's a, an author and a, a great, a great uh, ministry mentor of mine, said, your kids will typically stay close to your orbit of your faith journey. And he said, if, if you are working to grow in your relationship with, with Jesus, your kids will typically stay closer to your orbit um, and they will, they will pick up on those things. They will see by your example, they will see the fruit in your life. And while that does feel um, to be a great pressure, I know the best thing I can do um, for my kids is to be in a growing relationship. And I want to emphasize in a growing relationship, not a perfect relationship, yeah, right. not someone that's doing it all figured out. You know, it's about taking some steps to, um, pursue God and allow him to pursue your heart and work on your heart. So I think it begins with me and uh, allow my kids to be closer to that orbit of God that I'm seeking out. Um, so I always say to parents, you know, look, look at your own walk first. That is the best thing you can do for your kids. And if you are growing, uh, they're going to do better because of it. Um, the second thing I say, and this is kind of ties into your, um, or authentic or real parents. Um, is find other people to go on the journey with you. Um, we talk about here at Hope, we talk about discover your five. Um, if every kid um, in our ministries um, had five key people that we've identified as being key influences in their lives, and the parents had identified those key influences with us, and not only were those key influences identified, but they were also um, um, encouraged and equipped to come alongside the kids, what would happen in the life of those kids? And so we always say, um, so think about you and then think about your team. Who are the five people in your kid's life who have influence naturally or where you would like to have some more influence in their life? Mm -hmm. So is yeah. it a small group leader? Is it the large group leader in, at, at church in, in your children's ministry? Is it an uncle? Is it a grandparent? Is it even a school teacher? Is it a neighbor? You know, who are the key people that you want to, leverage their influence even more. And so we encourage parents, hey, go find the five. Um, 
and let them know that you've identified them as being five, one of the five and come alongside them and say, hey, look, you're already having a great impact, but we'd love to take you on that journey a little bit more. And so we as a church, we're actually trying to make a shift a little bit right now to try to help uh, resource parents to be able to make those five people more impactful. But it really just starts with a conversation to say, hey, do you know you have a great influence on my kid? Would you, would you want to come and be a part of this a little bit more? Would you like to come to their baptism? Would you like to come to their dedication? Would you like to come to this family celebration? Would you like to be a part of this? And I think when those five people can be on that journey with you, that makes a huge difference. It might be a neighbor, a friend, a family member, et cetera. So it starts with you, then discover your team, your five. And then I think the, uh, the, the third thing I probably would say is after that, you, your team, and then obviously your church, um, which is, you know, for you, it's a uh, port city, but try to leverage the things that we're doing here, that we're doing for you to help you um, on that journey as well. Um, so that, that would be um, what I would say. And then the final thing is, and I think this is stuff that you're teaching at Port City, I know that you are, is, is work on your child. Understand who they are. Know their phase mm -hmm. that they're in. I think you guys talk about phase yeah, stuff a lot. Sure do. Understand yeah. your child really well. And then um, not only understand them, but discover the places in their life where you can bring faith into it. So in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, it talks about these moments or these teachable moments that you have and you're laying down and you're getting up. So, you know, for us, it's the morning time. It's the drive time in the car. It's the meal times and it's the bed times. Try to leverage those opportunities to speak into your kids' lives. And then for us, I know that you do that at Port City as well, but the milestones, what are some of the milestones that you can really make pertinent times for your kids um, to really bring God and faith alive in those moments to say, this is where God's really been working in our child's life or our student's life. And this is where we're going to put a milestone down and say, this is uh, a work of God. And that's also an opportunity then as well to bring in the five influencers um, into that. It's an opportunity to bring other people on that journey as well. So in summary, you, your team, your church, and your child are the things that I say to, to work on, which is a long answer by the way. But it's a great answer. You yeah. kind of know what you're talking about. I think folks now know why I asked Phil Bell to be on the, the podcast. Yeah. Hey, so do, do you find that parents um, struggle with finding their five or struggle with, with asking people to be their five? Because I, I wonder if maybe that's a barrier to, hey, I'm not sure that I want to ask someone to kind of give that kind of a commitment or like, what, what do you find when you, you tell people to go find their five? Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think it is, it is challenging. Um, it, it's almost a bit awkward, quite honestly. Um, what we are working on as a church right now is to try to give some tools and resources to the parents to go have better conversations and leverage uh, the five better. But here's what we've discovered. Um, when you go to any individual, um, whether it be a small group leader that your, your kid is meeting with regularly or whether it's a family member, um, there's nothing better than them hearing you say, my child or my student has told me that they think that you're a great influence in their life. And here's how you have been a great influence already. And we, we think that our child needs more people like you to continue to have that influence. We wanted to tell you that so that you knew and if there's any other opportunities that God is laying on your heart or if there's any other things that you can do, we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you and what you're already doing. If you go to someone with that message 
Yeah, who's going to say no to that? Exactly. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, there's very few that would say, oh, I don't want to do more or, or no, I won't come to the baptism or no, I won't come to the graduation celebration. Uh, I think there's very few that would do that. So even if you went after five or six people and out of the five or six, three people said, well, absolutely, I'd love to be more involved. Let's make it happen. Invite me to the birthdays. Invite me to the milestone celebrations. Invite me to, you know, this um, thing you're doing at church, whatever it is. I, I'm pretty confident that if you could get three out of the five, just think about the difference that would make. But we say, discover your five. If you can have five, that would be great. That would be the thing we would hope for for you. That, that's pretty cool. Hey, so, so, you know, I think a lot of what we talk about, you know, with parents in the church, it talks about, or we talk about kind of making sure we have good influence on our kids and kind of pointing our kids in the right direction. But when you talk to parents about specifically following Jesus, mm. you know, and you obviously already talked about, you know, it starts with you as a parent, but anything else that you would say to, to parents to help them with their kids, um, not just staying involved in church and being good people, but really following Jesus. Mm. What else would you say to encourage parents about that? Yeah. And that's a great question. And, um, I would also say this is one of those ones that it just takes, um, uh, ongoing consistency, I believe. Um, I remember a number of years ago, I met a couple who had some great kids that had grown up, gone to college, and just were really strong and well-rounded in their faith. And I said to Deb, who was the mum of these, these boys, I said, um, what is it that you've done for your boys that, um, that has really made the difference for them? And she, she kind of laughed, first of all. She said, well, quite honestly, it's by God's grace because I've seen a lot of great parents who have done all the right things. And you know, their kids have got different personalities and just things come up and things happen. She said, but by God's grace, what we've tried to do again and again, consistently over time is, is these two or three things. The first thing she told me was, um, first of all, it's, it's the teachable moments, you know, and we talked about the four moments you've got in the day. She said, but what we try to do is we just try to bring faith into our everyday conversation and talk about what God is up to, even in the most desperate times, like, you know, you just failed at a test or something's happened that's really been difficult, but bring God into those, those, those moments. And, and that really starts with us as parents being able to say, what is God doing and bringing him into our lives, first of all, but also with our kids on the journey, bringing them into the moments. The other things as well, I would say is, is, is never too early to start early with your kids to start expressing your faith. And what I mean by that is, is find opportunities to go serve in your community find opportunities with your church to get on board of some initiatives to be serving with your kids so that they can be serving alongside you and experiencing what it means to express your faith. So we would love people to come to church regularly, hear a message and go and take a next step. We'd love people to get plugged into small groups so they can grow in community and have real parents around them. Yes, yes, yes. But the next expression is how are you serving in your faith with your kids? And I think what happens is a lot of the time is even if the, your kids can't understand the fundamentals and even if you cannot understand the fundamentals of faith, there is something that amazing that happens when you go serve with your kids and go make a difference in someone's life or go make a difference in your community. And so really what I'm saying is try to live a life on mission with your kids. And what happens is, is when you go do things and you meet a family who's in need and you go do some things, you know, next time you sit around the mealtime table and you're talking about what happened and you're having a teachable moment, 
you know, those stories that you share and the things that you get to solidify as you're on mission with your, with your kids becomes a beautiful moment where faith really sticks. Mm. So I would say that's probably one of the things that if we are trying to work as a family ourselves is to find more opportunities to be on mission with our kids and bring faith into the teachable moments with our kids. Man, that is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you would want to say and encourage uh, to, to parents today? Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, I started out talking about everybody um, has this world of expectation. Now we all think we've got to have it all together. And I think the best thing I can probably say to parents is first of all, um, you're not alone um, with having that way of expectation. And all it would take is for you to sit down with some other parents, um, whether it be at one of your parent connections uh, nights that you have, or whether it be just grabbing a coffee with another parent. And, you know, um, I, I do see that a lot of times guys find this more difficult, but even sitting down, you know, with a guy or doing a workout with a guy and just opening up a little bit about your journey and almost opening up a few, a few of the places where there are gaps for you um, in your parenting journey. Um, just allowing others to see that you are real, um, allowing others to see that you don't have it all together. Um, I think that is the start of something that does make a difference. And I found the more and more that I'm transparent and letting people know that I don't have it all together, mm -hmm. uh, it allows conversations to happen. And in the end, while I might start out supporting someone, there are moments when I'm having a bad day. And because we've been open, because we've been honest, it yeah. allows them to then speak back into my life. And I think the biggest thing I think is a struggle in our world today is that we feel like we've got to hide behind um, some facade of who we are. And so I'd say to parents, try to find some key people that you can start being real with and you'll discover not only um, parents are there to support you, but you'll find great reward in the way that you can support other parents too. Man, it is so funny. Everything that you kind of just described, um, I experienced a little bit of literally before we started recording this. I went to the grocery store to grab a salad from the salad bar. I ran into a parent there who's got a, a son, a teenage son, who was talking to a youth leader mm. from our church, and they were talking <laughs> about his son. Mm. And so I think he was kind of, you know, probably one of their five. Yeah. And I struggled with their son. And then, you know, the, the youth leader left, and the parent and I just sort of, talk for a minute and he kind of fills me in and, you know, we try to just encourage one another and he starts crying because of, he didn't cry, but he was tearing up because of mm. things that are going on. And so, I mean, you're so right. If we can just kind of get into that community, be vulnerable and authentic and really talk to people about mm. what's going on. It, it's so stinking helpful. Mm. Um, Absolutely. So anyway, um, well, thanks for what you're doing. And if parents, if you want to check out what they're doing at Hope, um, it's theparenthub.net. Is that right, Phil? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a great website, theparenthub.net that has some resources on it and a lot of things similar to what we're, we're trying to do with our parent network website. So mm. um, Phil, thanks for, for encouraging us today. And, and my guess is we'll want to talk to you again. Awesome. It's great being, being with you guys and uh, excited about what everything that uh, Port City is doing as a church and the incredible impact that you've been having. And particularly just want to just, um, let you guys know that we as a church have been praying for you and, and particularly praying for you, Chris, I've been praying for you as you've navigated through uh, the mess of uh, the hurricane that come through. And um, it's just great to see a church that is really taking um, 
the gospel seriously, but also uh, meeting people in their most desperate needs that they have. And um, I'm excited for Port City and all that you get to do. So keep up the good work there. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed our interview there with Phil Bell. That was terrible. It was, yeah, you got to work on that accent. I know, I've got quite an accent at times when I want to really have it. That's a little bit better, don't you think? I am so baffled by it. it. This moment was almost like my initial reaction when I started playing that interview. And I was like, oh, he's British. You didn't know what to think, <laughs> did you? And right now I'm going, oh, he's going to do an accent. Oh, no. Should I do the accent the entire rest of the podcast? N- no. I. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. You know, you, well, which is, it's funny. It's the same results my kids have when I go into accents because I don't only have the uh, British slash Australian slash I don't I have, okay. I have other accents. Okay, so day. little trick we do. Oh, no. um, <laughs> if you're going to talk about accents, I the other night we said, we are so tired of talking to you guys about behaving correctly at dinner. I am just tired of talking. And so my husband, Adam, just stopped talking and then would just like mouth words it was the funniest thing did the two of them jump in and, and start doing it as well they did wow. it like quieted down that's it, a good trick. it was so good but the anytime we try to do accents it gets very silly yeah so yeah, it's like the I opposite anyway I'm sorry sorry phil it. for like you know, doing <laughs> that and and the funny thing about being around phil is there are a lot of people who do that when they meet phil they'll try oh, to I'm get sure. they'll try yeah. out there how's my accent mate that was like australian i know see and and he's well most people guess he's from Australia. Oh, okay. And so he's not. Anyway, great interview from Phil Bell. I loved how we talked, uh, how we talked kind of at the end there, just about the importance of community mm-hmm. and kind of being in, surrounding your kids with community. Uh, because, Marcy, that's something we're really trying to lean into more here at the Parent yes. Network. So t- tell folks about, you know, one of the groups we have going on. It's been going for a year or two, the, the mom's group. Uh, and the dad's group and now the new one that we're going to start up yeah so we're um we're hopefully going to be releasing a podcast soon that is more detailed about this community and kind of the heart behind it um but starting uh march 6th at 6 30 we'll actually be uh, launching our middle school parent group uh for the past two and a half years we have had a phase one mom's group and phase one is birth to pre-k and that all began um just kind of on a whim and turned out to be an incredible source of community, um, which we'll talk more about in the next podcast. But we also, um, in that time period, developed a phase one dads group. And the biggest request we have received is a middle school parent group, which makes total sense when you look at our phase curriculum and you know l- listen back to things that Kristen Ivy has said when she's been here. It's those are like some of the two hardest phases yeah, right. is phase one and phase three. Um, just so much development, emotional and physical so quickly. It's a lot on parents. Um, so yeah, we'll be launching that March 6th at 630. Sweet. And that group will be meeting monthly um, just to have kind of some conversations yep, just around what it means month, to yeah. parent your middle school kids. And if you're kind of new to the podcast and you're like, what is this phase stuff? Um, go to justaphase.com. Um, our friends in Atlanta at Orange have created just this great kind of project and study and resources for uh, parenting your kids at every phase. Mm-hmm. And so we really lean a lot on the phase um, stuff. So phase one moms and dads group kind of already meeting. Phase three mm-hmm. group coming uh, here in a couple weeks. We're going to be doing phase maybe two and four in the fall. 
So be looking forward to those soon. We'll talk more about those right. over the course of the and summer. All of those can be found on our website at portcitychurch.com. And you can go to groups and adult groups and find our phase groups. You can actually already go ahead and sign up for those that are launching in August. So you can get some information now as well. Sweet. Okay, what else is going on? Uh, May 17th, actually, I just jumped it because I'm so excited about this. Go, um, go. There's another one before them, but May 17th is our mother-son event, um, which is always super exciting. Last year we did a magic show. Magic show. Um, so this year is going to look a little bit different. We're calling it Mother-Son Madness, and hopefully it's just a really fun night, um, a little chaotic, a little more... Competitive, maybe? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. That, um, there might be some of that, uh, but it's just... Not all the final details are, are set, um, but registration will be opening up very, very soon, and it'll be $25 a family. Cool. So Very cool. Very exciting. Um, before then, we have April 7th. Uh, it's a Sunday at 6.30, and again, on April 10th, Wednesday at 6.30, we give you two optional times to come because we know how hectic life can be, um, but it's the same event, April 7th, Sunday, 6.30, and April 10th, Wednesday at 6.30, um, we will have Troy Paverall here, who has done a podcast in the past yeah. um, and is just an absolutely incredible, um, I guess you'd say counselor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, counselor. Yeah. Um, such a great guy, but we had Tom Shafshunas speak in January about real parenting, and he really dug into, he said one question that really kind of geared us towards what Troy's going to do, but it was, what is a conversation your parents had with you that you wish had gone differently? And it opened up my group that I was sitting with into some really heavy conversations about, you know, things that our parents did well or, or didn't do. And then the conversation continued, not just with those people, but I mean, I kept having these interactions with parents afterwards and realized we've got a lot of parents who are carrying a lot of baggage. Oh, yeah. And from their own childhood and they're trying to parent through that without really properly I guess packing that up yeah, sure. and figuring it out um so we're gonna have Troy Peverell come and talk to us about parenting well by putting down some of that past some yeah. of those issues that we've had or working through that a little bit well yeah better. that's gonna be great we're gonna um be you can sign up for those coming up soon so we'll make sure that we let you know about all that. So, hey, make sure you're following us on social media at PC3Parents, both Twitter and Instagram. Go to the Facebook page and like it. And then um, also, if you like this podcast, if it's helpful, share it with your friends and go uh, leave a review on iTunes or, uh, or SoundCloud, wherever it is that you listen. Because uh, from what we understand in podcast world, if you leave reviews uh, and share it, then it can really kind of get out there to more people. So Absolutely. we'd love to have you do that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to episode 27, and uh, we'll see you next time on episode 28.